Hey, welcome to the Tesla Owners Club Ontario podcast. My name is Josh. And I'm John, and we're on episode two. And today we have some really cool guests that are going to be joining us. Before we get into that, let's talk a little about what's going on in the Tesla world. First thing I want to mention, though, is pilot uh, episode that we did a couple weeks ago went over pretty well, don't you think, Josh? We're at the, in, the, in the high, high percentile, five percentile of, of listens for podcasts, which means that we have a good reach already and we have a, we've had some good feedback. Well, we've had some great feedback. We had people that reach out just totally on their own and email us. We had people text me. Uh, basically, just make sure you understand you can get it in your car now. All you do is have to type in Tesla Owners Ontario or Tesla Owners Club, I think, mm-hmm. and it'll come up in your cars. Yep. It's on Spotify. It's on YouTube now. We just barely started on YouTube. YouTube, just audio at this point, there will be video down the road mm-hmm. and uh, on, on you know, most other uh, podcast platforms. So quite pleased. And uh, we would uh, recommend, we've already had some input, but if you have any questions, any good ideas that you want us to talk about, uh, we certainly uh, will be glad to address those. Just e- email me back, uh, either Dixon at tessaownersclub.ca or info at tessaownersclub.ca. Well, let's talk about the last meeting real quick. So we just had a meeting. It was my first meeting. No, I didn't wear my badge. John was a little bit mad at me. That's fine. I actually wasn't going to go. But I, I was like, hey, I'm just going to do this because I was in Oakville and I might as well have driven all the way out there. I did. So what I found from a newbie's perspective, you've been to all of them probably, right? Yeah. Was that it was really, really well organized and it was really informative. It was packed. So a lot of mouth breathers and air was really hot. Yeah. <laughs> but here's, I actually, during the break, I went around and asked a bunch of people some questions. What Tesla do you have? How long have you had it? And what's your favorite feature? And if you could ask for one thing from Uncle Elon... What would you ask for? And this is what we had. All right, so I'm here at the uh, Tesla Owners Club Ontario uh, annual meeting or my monthly meeting. I don't know when. I think it's monthly. My first meeting. I forgot my badge, so John's been giving me shit. So we're going to go around and ask some people some questions. Can I ask you guys a question about your Tesla? Sure. Yeah? Well, how long have you been a member of the club? Uh, just about uh, five months now. Or... Yeah. How long have you had your Tesla? A year and a bit. Okay, what do you have? Uh, Model 3, long range, rear wheel drive. Nice. What's been your favorite feature so far about the car? Actually, just the smoothness of the car, right? And the fact that I don't have to go to a gas station anymore. So I'm going to ask you, what Tesla do you have? Model 3. Like, what so far has stood out to you about the car that you love? Oh, yeah, I love the sound system. That's about the, <laughs> the second best thing about the car. Yeah, it's, it's amazing because the standard sound system is actually crazier than... I've heard, I've heard lots of sound systems, and this is amazing. It's better than anything at home, actually. You know, thank you. How's it going? Tim? I'm doing well, yes. Tim, can I ask a couple questions? You bet. Awesome. Yeah. So you had the car for how long? So about a year and a half now. Man, everybody here's had a car for a year and a half. That's amazing. Yes. Um, so what has stood out so far? But it's a phenomenal thing, and it's uh, it's actually ruined me for other cars. Yeah. <laughs> that's what I'm thinking. Anything that, like, you know, I don't want to be negative, but is there anything that's like, oh, I wish I had this, or a feature request, or something that you're like, this would make it better? Um, yeah, I would say in the winter, the freezing of the windows when you open the doors, that, that is a bit of a, a bit of a nuisance. Uh, but other than that, I don't have any other complaints. I have put a, an order, and I never thought I would, for the Cybertruck. Um, I was actually going to go for the white, but I think the Cybertruck's a better, uh, a better deal, actually. First person that gets to ride that Cybertruck on the Ontario roads is going to stand out. It's, it's ugly, and it's amazing. Yeah, well, that's right. It's, it, well, it's different. It's, you know, it's divisive or whatever. It's so ugly, you just got to love it. Yeah, it's like, it's so ugly, it's like cute. Yes, yeah. I appreciate it. Thanks so much. Yeah, my pleasure. What's your name? Uh, Victoria. Awesome. What, what Tesla do you have? Um, uh, 2015 Model S 85. 2015? No autopilot. Do you have no, autopilot? It, it, uh, With the 2015? Yeah, I had to add the tech package to get okay. the autopilot. Okay. Like, and so how long have you had it? Five years. You've had it since it was new? 
Yeah. What inside tech-wise do you love about the car? I, I guess the autopilot is the like most amazing thing. The summon feature, using that from uh, your phone. So you do use the summon feature? Do you use it often? Uh, just like maybe to back it out of the garage. <laughs> to show off to your friends? Yeah. Um, is there one thing that like if you could have, if you could talk to Elon right now, okay, he's, he's right here, and he's going to grant you one Tesla wish, what would you ask for? Um, I guess I, I never got the panoramic sunroof. Oh, you wish you had that? Yeah. yeah. Um, also, I never got the winter package. Okay, and in Canada, let that be a lesson to everybody. If you live in Canada, it's like seven months of winter here, get the winter package, it's important, right? Yeah, so. yeah. Ladies, can I ask you a question? Because there's not very many ladies here. You have one feature request to ask, and he'll give it to you. What is your wish that you wish the Tesla had that it does not have you know that would be a question for my husband because okay. he's the one that criticizes everything about the car I am very happy with everything it has you right now yeah. what has been his main yelling point why doesn't it have this um, he likes buttons yeah Oh, he likes more buttons. Yeah, yeah. My he wants more. cannot be bothered with, you know, going through the screen and okay. finding other things. That's a really good point. That's cool. I appreciate it. Thank you. The power. I love that you put your foot to the accelerator and it takes off. It's gone. It's gone. I show that off to so many people. Yeah. That's the acceleration and the, and the smoothness of the drive. Is there something you wish the Tesla had that it doesn't have? Pop-up screen. Are you talking about heads-up display? Heads-up display. Oh, yes. That would be... I was thinking of that, too. Heads-up display would be really nice for a lot of things. Navigation and speed. The heads-up display, as I said, because... My other car has a heads-up display. Elon, if you're listening, heads-up display, please. Thanks, guys. Elon Musk is standing right here, okay? You have one feature request, and he will grant your wish. What do you, it doesn't exist in Tesla. What do you wish it had? You know what? It's very simple. I want to buy a Model Y that's not black or white interior. What, cream cream or tan? Cream or tan, I guess. You know, yeah. I mean... I treated him, but he didn't answer. I, well, if he's listening, to, uh, Elon, if you're listening, please. Can we get a please. cream or tan? Yeah, I think the, you're right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. Do you all have Teslas? Yes. What do you have? I have a three. What do you have? X. And? An S. Oh, this is perfect. Yeah. This is the three. <laughs> okay, so this is good. We got a lot, we got a lot wide range here. What's been your favorite thing so far about the car? Autopilot. Yeah. Just the range. Yeah, I love it. When I put it in Christmas mode and all the kids go crazy <laughs> watching it. Fart mode is my kid's favorite, to be honest with you. Okay, so you, Elon is standing here in the circle. He's going to grant you one wish that you wish Tesla, that your car had. Doesn't have it. What, do you, what feature are you asking for? Honestly, very simple feature is just uh, cross-traffic alert when I'm re reversing. If, uh, if it senses anything, it should easily be able to let you know, like beep beep and yeah. from what side. That's good. That's a really cool safety feature. What do you think? What would you wish you had? Uh, it really has almost everything I need. That 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 side blind spot yeah, yeah. thing would be good. Very easy uh, fix too. I, there's another easy fix that he's got to fix. It was, uh, and I didn't, wasn't aware until Paul told me, and I kept thinking because I only had it since November, yeah. and I kept thinking something's wrong with this car. Is going in reverse? It puts it in park all the time. And then Paul told me it's because you took your, your butt off the seat. Oh, I didn't know that. I didn't even know that. I was trained, oh, yeah. when I go reverse, to hold the steering wheel. Oh, yeah, you're arching. That means my butt comes off the seat. Yeah. Bam, into park. So I'd be going two, three kilometers, and the wheels would lock up. Yep. And I'm like, so for me to get into a parking spot in the beginning, people were saying, what is wrong with this guy? He goes, <laughs> It would make it fun of you for sure. Exactly. So there's got to be a way to turn that off. So That's a good feature. Well, we are married to the MCU one. Yeah. And it would be really nice if we could upgrade it to... Just buy another computer, put it right in. Well, it would be nice to watch Netflix and all that. Elon, if you're listening, get these. this guy MC3. Is it 3 we're at now? 
don't know. We're at three, are we not? MCU2. U2. So let's maybe just we'll if he's listening, he'll send it to you. Christmas present. All right, let's get back in there, guys. And so let's talk a little bit about that meeting. So uh, again, we've we've told people this. I think in, on the last podcast we talked about what was coming up, and we mentioned on Facebook. But we held our last meeting at the uh, EV Discovery Center uh, that's in conjunction with Plug and Drive in mm-hmm. Toronto, and it's a very interesting uh, concept. Uh, it's a founder and uh, CEO is Kara Clareman. And basically, the whole concept is to be a arbitrary uh, information on all, everything EV. So you can go there, and they have many, many models that you can look at, test drive, uh, get all kinds of information on charging. And uh, they were good enough to host us. I think we had 75 people crammed into that room, mm-hmm. and uh, it was very good. So uh, the details are, again, uh, in our newsletter, and uh, we'll probably do something like that again. I'd like to have her on the podcast. Yep. For- that Kara girl? Knows her onions. Yeah, absolutely. She's very, very... I saw, I saw her at the auto show uh, wow. yesterday. She was very uh, thankful that uh, we came out and saw them. And, and she you know she knew she was preaching to the choir in many cases, but she shared some great stats with us, the whole history of uh, her organization. And uh, she's certainly doing everything she can to help the cause in uh, moving the world to sustainable transport. Learned a lot too. And um, they have e-bikes there and everything. They, have, yep. they had an i3. They didn't have a Tesla and they're not on the wall. So no, Tesla doesn't sponsor them. They, Tesla does work in conjunction with them and uh, they're getting very close to having some Teslas. I think there's do you know, some things that they have to go through. So yep. the other thing we want to talk about is just what's going on in, in the world. Uh, we did say we're not going to get into a lot of this on a really long, detailed basis. But first of all, the stock. What the heck? I don't even want to get into this. <laughs> I left a whole bunch of money on the table by selling my stock too early. Yep. I had 420 shares and uh, I made a little bit of money, but didn't see the, them double and triple in value. But anyhow, the stock's really gone for a run. I haven't even looked at it today, but it uh, was well up over $900 for a while. And uh, basically, let's look at it today. Today, it closed out at $800.03. So it dropped in down to the low 700s, uh, and but it's now about $800. That's Just US, absolutely so that's unbelievable. like 1200 yes. Canadian. Let's just Un- unbelievable. Let's be real here. So, um, you know, and I, and I would have to say, we don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but people are seeing this uh, company not just as a car company. It's a technology company. And that's why the stock's done so well. Uh, the deliveries have been there. The, the uh, profit's been there and all the new things that are coming. So pretty amazing what's going on in the stock world. And it's just going to get crazier because Model Y, let's talk about it. This thing's been driving around Ontario. Yep. Someone said that they uh, met him at a charger, the guy. Apparently, it's got all this data on the dash. It's not a real... He's probably collecting data about how to drive in the winter in Canada, probably. Yeah, they saw them. I think they even saw one up in Sudbury or somewhere. Yeah. Maybe the same car that's driving all around. So he's floating but. around. And so the Model Y is going to come out and they're already... They're already rolling off the line. That's just going to, like Elon's just going to take over the world. Well, then they are rolling off the line. Somebody reported uh, in one of the social media channels that they were down at the factory uh, tour in Fremont, which I'd highly recommend. Guess how many times I've been on the factory tour, Josh? How many? Seven. <laughs> Seven factory tours. Unbelievable. Anyhow, they saw the Model Ys physically in production down there, which is really cool. It's unbelievable seeing cold steel coming in at one end and a finished car come out the other end. Uh, and basically, someone was saying the other day, uh, that the rollout of the Model Y, they're thinking it's going to be very similar to the Model 3. If you remember, we saw a few Model 3s floating around yep. here about two months before they uh, were delivered. And the rumor has it that we're going to probably see them uh, start being delivered next month. The other big question, just to bring some clarity, is it was not at the Toronto Auto Show. Okay. Uh, I went down there um, last night for an industry event in the evening, and uh, they did have a presence. Uh, there was only uh, the S, the uh, X, and the 3 there, uh, but down with the Auto Exotica area. And people say, like, why are they down there? I really don't know. This is just John Dixon speculating. I think it's probably a cost thing. There's very mm-hmm. few small 
spaces up in the main two north and south buildings and it would be a much higher cost to have a big display down there so it's probably a cost factor and uh, this is the only place they've been they didn't go to montreal this year and a lot of the manufacturers aren't going to the auto show i don't know if you knew this josh but volvo and mercedes were not in the auto show this year is it because the auto shows are a dying venue I think to some extent that they're probably trying to figure out all the amount of money. I read somewhere that some of these big manufacturers spend over a million dollars on their auto show display. What's the ROI? Yeah. So now there's different ways they can market, uh, social media, uh, special events and things like that. And uh, I think the auto show is still a great venue, but some of the manufacturers are changing their mind on that. The other thing I saw <clears throat> was a Tesla uh, transport truck on a flatbed yes. um, being, uh, being brought up to, I think, Alaska or something. They want to test it in the super cold temperatures. Well, actually, it was somewhere in Canada, Josh, we should probably have our stats a little bit uh, better organized, but they said it was in Canada testing. And again, there's speculation for cold weather. I don't think that we're going to see the, um, this is my gut, the semi this year. No. I think it's a matter of priorities. The priorities are model Y. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, the semi also takes an awful lot of batteries. It's a massive battery pack. And uh, I don't even know if Gig is totally up and running yet. But well, it's going like to be a swap system 100%. anyway, right? No. You don't think it's going to no. be a swap system? No. They've already showed that basically they got these supercharger cables that are double the thickness of a regular supercharger. When they go out and do testing, they have some splitter that takes a splitter and, and goes in to do two or three superchargers oh, yeah. at the same time Smart. to charge it. Smart. But the actual dedicated superchargers that'll be for these trucks are going to be like massive, big, thicker cables to be able to get that amount of So power. we're not going to see battery swapping. Is that a dead, is that a dead that, idea? That is dead. I mean, it you know, was a big thing a couple of years ago. They actually did a test. They could they swapped out the battery in less than two minutes, faster than somebody could get their car up. And mm -hmm. I think I heard Elon on another podcast talking about how, you know, it seemed like a great idea at the time, but the uh, superchargers are becoming much faster now, especially yeah. with V3 and they're all over the place. And, uh, uh, so I don't think uh, you're going to see. See, that. we're at V3, like eight to ten years into this 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 Tesla amazingness, and imagine V4, V5. We're we're talking; it's not even close to as fast as it's yeah. going to be in the next. Who knows what's going to happen down it's the road? Insane. I mean, it's something that I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the last podcast, but when I took my car, anybody that took their car in the first six months or, or so of Model S for sale, we did not even know that superchargers were going to exist. Oh. Tesla had not even brought up the concept. So we were on a wing and a prayer that you use your home charger and or the odd little level two that was around. And uh, the fact that superchargers have come out and are now, you know, in the early days, everybody was saying, why isn't there enough superchargers? And they've popped up in places we didn't even expect them. And I think what's happened is with the Model 3, especially, they had demographic information that showed them that a lot of people lived in homes, uh, townhouses and condos that didn't have charging. Mm -hmm. And they'd have to put them uh, in, in, you know, urban areas and shopping malls and things like that. Because the original concept and it's still the case today to some extent was to be on the highways like the trans canada but it's like enough distance apart that you can make it on a long journey and just go to superchargers but now you're seeing them in uh, suburbs and and urban centers because i think of the number of people that don't have home charging yeah i think uh, i would like to give pay homage to those who paved the way for us again i did that last time guys like you and people who didn't you know you're charging at home you didn't know because of what you guys have done we all get to reap the benefits and so thanks Thank you. And talking about that, one of the things we're going to do, um, I've talked to an owner of a Roadster. We haven't got the timing down, uh, but somebody that used to have a Roadster, sorry, and we really think it'd be interesting for you all to understand what happened back in the day. Can you mm -hmm. imagine in 2007, 2008, that time frame, what would cause somebody to go and buy a Roadster uh, that a very fledgling company, the stock was $17 a share when there was the initial offering. Uh, the car uh, was a $100,000 car back then. Mm -hmm. And uh, what transpired in going through their head to want them to get a Roadster and then all the trials and tribulations of servicing it. And, and this, this one chap actually drove his Roadster from 
Ontario all the way to Atlantic Canada and charging it. So we'll have so hopefully some interesting stories for you down the That's road. That's cool. Um, what I want to let's pop over to uh, uh, the. I want to take a tour. Can we go in like March or something? A tour of what? California. Let's go. You've ever been? Uh, I'm should gonna I just be go by New, myself? I'm should, it be, be, should it be a soul I'm going to be in New Zealand. Yeah. Just so you know, any you, you have to, uh, as far as I know, they're pretty strict about this. You must be a current owner. Mm-hmm. You have to call, uh, contact, it's something like Tesla Tours or, or Factory Tours at Tesla.com, something like that. And normally they book a couple of weeks out uh, and it's about an hour. And you won't and be it, able to record in there? No, you can record nothing. Think they'll let me audio record? Nothing. <clears throat> And I can tell you that it's so instinctive. Even in there's a little area before, just as the tour starts where they have some concept cars sort of on display. Yep. And you, oh, let me take a quick picture of that original Model S beta. Oh, as soon as the guy sees you pull your phone out of your pocket, it's like, you know, you're centered out. So, okay. no. But I would definitely say it's worth it if either for a specific journey or if you're down that way, absolutely. And I down the road, I'd love to go to the Gigafactory and the factory in Buffalo where they make the solar. Uh, Where's the Gigafactory? Nevada. One thing I forgot to mention in our last podcast is in December, we did our second annual toy drive, uh, which was awesome. So one of the things we've always talked about is trying to give back to the community and not just be like a hobby car club. Mm -hmm. And we were able to do this toy drive and we decided to pick the Toronto firefighters for various reasons. They seem to have the most um, dedication to the project. There's lots of others out there that are great, Toy Mountain and whatnot, but they were very hands-on. Um, we met the volunteers, we met the guy that's in charge of it all, and we just thought it was a really good way to give back to the community. So this go-around, the second go-around, we raised uh, $1,700 in cash, uh, another, might be slightly off, 300 and some odd dollars in gift cards, and over 200 toys were donated. Amazing. And if you followed us in the newsletter or social media, you saw that, but I just thought I forgot to mention that. Yeah, it's called Fill the Frunk. Fill the Frunk, absolutely. Which is great, which is great. So wait, wait for that next year, and let's let's triple that. Yep. Double it at least. So... I was surprised how much feedback I got in leasing. You know, I listened to the podcast a couple of times and we may have rambled a little bit, but I've had numerous people contact me about leasing, ask me about, you know, the open end and closed lens. Should I lease, open end and closed end, sorry. Should I lease uh, and, and uh, all the pros and cons. So it went over very well, yeah. but I didn't expect to get as much uh, reaction as I did. So again, any questions about it, feel free to contact yeah. me. Let's get into TOTW. Tips of the week. This was one of the big things that people really liked about the podcast. So one thing I'll bring up is, uh, did you know that if you're driving um, in autopilot and uh, you're below the speed limit or slightly above the speed limit, that you can just tap the speed limit sign. It says 60 or 80 kilometers an hour and it'll lock in on the speed did limit. Did not know that. Yeah, so there's a little tip. So mine's not a tip, it's an Easter egg. And if you don't know what an Easter egg is, it's like a hidden gem inside of an app or a movie or a video game. Um, so this one is the Back to the Future Easter egg. So when you get down 121 miles in the US or 121 kilometers in Canada. On you, your battery. On you your battery. remaining range. In your range. You have to open your app, not in the car. You have to open the app. On the phone. And yeah, and press the battery symbol. The green at the top, right? And then it turns into, the top will say out of time, which is the license plate from Back to the Future. It'll have the radioactive symbol on the battery and it'll say 1.21 gigawatts. It says this? It says it right in the app. And it'll say 1.21 gigawatts, time circuits on. And so you can turn that off if you want. And then it shows a Model X regardless of what car you have with the, with the Lambo doors up. But it doesn't change anything in the car. Nope. This is all on your phone app. Just, this just is doesn't... one thing I didn't know, believe it or not. Yeah. And I didn't know your license thing or the speed limit sign. Yeah. So this this is a really cool thing about this type of stuff is that Elon and his team do these really cool things that, you know, they don't add too much value, but they're really cool. Nobody else does this. Well, fart mode, yeah. uh, the, the Christmas Mars. show, uh, the Mars mm-hmm. screen. Yeah, it's absolutely unbelievable. And if uh, you're new to Tesla, like I know we, we've had some people that aren't in the Tesla world listening to these podcasts. Just Google it. It's unbelievable. So that's tip of the week. So let's get into who do we have here? 
Yeah, so we've talked about uh, quite a, for quite some time about trying to get our sponsors more involved with the club. So we were going to try to get them out to meetings periodically and come to our social functions. But we figured podcast, what better thing to do than get some of our sponsors to talk about what they do, especially things that a lot of Tesla owners are considering doing. So what who we've got uh, t- with us today is two of our, what we call ludicrous sponsors. There's two levels of sponsorship in the club. There's ludicrous and insane. Ludicrous is obviously being a bit higher. So we featured them a bit more on our- I would think the insane is higher. No, because insane. Newbie. It's insane a, first, and then ludicrous. Oh, I'm sorry, and then plaid. We don't have plaid yet. <laughs> That's coming. That's coming. It's yes. gonna be okay. But anyhow, two of our sponsors that specialize in uh, paint production, film, PPF, window tint, ceramic coating. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be talking to Lorenzo from Inception Auto Detailing and Brooks DeGear from Top Gear Wraps. So let's get to the interview right now. Okay, let's go. So the first thing we want to do is just talk a little bit, of, uh, tell us about yourself uh, and what brought you into this business. And then we'll go into uh, all the pros and cons of uh, what you do to your vehicle. Let's yeah. start with you, Brooke. Uh, what brought me into the business, I'd say, is just being a car guy. Uh, always, you know, as a kid, you know, was always into cars. Um, the opportunity presented itself at a dealer. I'd worked at a dealer, got to know the guys doing 3M way back in the day. And um, yeah, it started from there. That was 2001 and, and been doing PPF ever since. And how long have you had your own shop? Had my own shop. Um, we're just in our sixth year now, um, but was working at a, at a management level with another shop for 12 years, running the shop, uh, productions, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, but our shop, Rick and Mortar, has been about six years. Okay, cool. Yeah. Lorenzo. Uh, well, I started the business in 2011 because I was in university at that time. So during my first year, I was hard finding work at the time during the recession. So uh, like as Brooks said, I'm a car guy myself too. So I started first with automotive detailing and I was very good at uh, cleaning cars, making it look like new. And then eventually other people started asking me um, to actually work on the car and that's where it, it stemmed from them. Uh, from there, sorry. Uh, pretty much uh, in the story, you've been featured a lot in the media, Entrepreneur Magazine, Top Gear as well too, uh, Forbes uh, Magazine as well too. So uh, it's been uh, quite a journey. So yeah. And how long have you had the shop there and down in Oakville? Uh, December 2015 was when uh, okay. we moved in. Cool. Yeah. Where's your shops? Brooks, where's yours? We're in Vaughan. So uh, major intersections, Western Highway 7, 207 yeah. Edgeley. So pretty much right in the heart of, uh, of Vaughan. Lorenzo, where's yours? Uh, we're actually in Oakville, just uh, by uh, Wycroft and Darval, 700 meters from Tesla of Oakville. So it's not like drug dealers. You're not, you don't have one part and you're <laughs> fighting for space, which is good. We don't want to have... Like- so the, they are somewhat competitors, but not really close. I'm sure if they were around the corner, they would be a little bit more reluctant uh, today. But Beautiful. So what, we, what we're hoping to do here is... Um, what I'll give you an example of my journey with PPF. You know, I've had lots of different cars in my life. I've had Porsche. Pause it for a second. What the hell is PPF? Okay, well, there you go. Okay, so a good question is people will ask, what is PPF? It stands for paint protection film. And uh, my my journey, I've had lots of different interesting cars in my uh, history of, of, I'm a car nut too. I've had Porsches and Audis and BMWs and Mazda Miatas and Minis and all kinds of fun stuff, but never did PPF for whatever reason. And my first Model S in 2012 happened to have just a partial hood in the front bumper. And it was horrible because the line only went across the hood. It was a little bit dusty. You could see that. But the concept, it was kind of cool. I got into that. So when I um, got my next uh, P85D, I had the whole front end done. So the hood and the bumpers. And, and why did I do it? In my mind, it's a Tesla. It costs a lot more money. 
you know, you really want to look after the car. It's something special. And I think that's probably what most people are thinking. You know, I know especially even Model 3 people go, what's this PPF business? Why is everybody spending so much money on their car? Well, it's because they, they think they're going to keep it longer than they might a regular car. And it's a Tesla and it's a little bit special. So what we want to do today is talk about um, some of the things that happen with the PPF, some of your challenges, uh, maybe competitive products and some of the other things you do. I think you also do uh, different paint treatment coatings yep. and mm -hmm. tinting and mm -hmm. stuff like that. So, yep. uh, Josh, you have any particular questions you want to ask? You're the newbie in the block yeah. in the way of owners. So yeah, I, the Tesla is the nicest car I've ever owned. Let's go there first. My first car was a Dodge Colt. <laughs> 91. Wow. I have never had a nice yeah, car. So yeah. I'm this, I'm in, and this is good because nice I'm upgrade. new to nice cars. Right. Yeah, and so yeah. now I'm looking at PPF. I'm thinking wraps. I'm thinking, how can I make this thing? Because I, I, again, Tesla is going to last a lot longer. They, and I think that's why people do this. Right. One of the major questions I had, though, is you guys like you who do this, do you have to go to school for this? Do you usually learn. Definitely not. Um, there is a level of commitment for sure. And we've seen it with with new installers that come through. I'm sure you've seen it, too. Mm -hmm. Definitely no schooling required, but it, there is a level of commitment that mm -hmm. you need to, to have. Well, in terms of uh, formal education, like, you know, even... Uh, even if you didn't graduate high school, you don't need to. You don't. You don't need those kind of certifications in order to install film. But there are uh, courses available uh, provided by the manufacturers oh. of the film where anyone can actually take them. And it's just a matter of how much uh, passion and drive that you have. And you need a Mr. Miyagi to show you how to do it, right? <laughs> yeah. There's got to be someone that's out there who yeah, you've yeah, learned that, from. That that There's that, tips that and tricks key. that yep, the regular absolutely. Joe doesn't know yep. that you guys are like you've learned that that tip and trick, and that's what makes yep. you better. Yep. Well, and for some clarity here, uh, both Top Gear and Inception uh, represent uh, Expel. Correct. And um, do different tinting and whatnot. Mm -hmm. But I understand that I think Expel, you can actually be certified, so you can advertise as an Expel yes, certified exactly. shop, yeah. correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can be factory trained, you can be certified. I think there's there's two different levels. Of well, there are different levels uh, in order to be listed as an installer yeah. uh, for, for Expel. So not only not only certified, actually got, has gone through uh, factory training. So when I mean by factory training, you actually travel down to the headquarters, which is in San Antonio, Texas. Or if you were abroad, it's either in the UK or or in uh, Tilburg in the Netherlands. And Expel is? Expel is... I, I assume I know nothing, and I don't. <laughs> so this is good. Well, Expel is actually, well, they've been around for or just before the 2000s, so it's actually a primarily a uh, manufacturer of films of different okay. types, mostly uh, automotive, but mm -hmm. there's also residentials as well, too. Oh, cool. But why do you guys represent Expel as opposed to 3M and some of these other companies? We did represent 3M. I, I was 3M loyal for a very long time, since the beginning 2001. Um, and at that point, Expel was kind of a little behind the game in development and their self-healing and their clear code, Definitely. all that kind of stuff. Um, 3M lately, they've always had good products. Uh, lately, we found the quality control was just lacking. Okay. So we, we were getting roles that were defective and it was just becoming a problem. Expel really kind of leapfrogged them with their technology, the self-healing, the clarity, all that kind of stuff, and their marketing and the way they stand behind their products. So for us, it was uh, it started as a slow transition to Expel. Mm -hmm. And in 2019, it was a full leap and... and no looking back with them. Any now. different comments, Lorenzo? Uh, well, for the most part, I, I agree uh, with Brooks here, but uh, what I really like Expel, especially what stood out the most was their after service was, mm -hmm. so after, let's say, an owner actually uh, gets the product installed in the car, and let's say if there was an issue, uh, doing the warranty uh, claim process, which we've done in the past, and and then there are some uh, pending as well too, Expel's very good on that, where they actually stand by as long as the proper doc documentation is done, mm -hmm. uh, and the warranty is actually... Uh, 
you know, we can we can actually process the warranty. But what sort here. of things would go wrong for have to be a warranty claim? Uh, so anything on the warranty terms of expel. So whether if it's uh, peeling or discoloration or let's say the film or if there's an adhesive problem, uh, those are things that can be replaced under warranty. But the full warranty terms can be found on their website. Mm-hmm. Okay. And I know Lorenzo again to be transparent. I get my sorry Brooks, but I get my vehicle done at inception. <laughs> Brooks, I'll, I'll come to you guys. Yeah. Yeah. You we go. can share. You're gonna make the trip out to my I've had, believe it or not, I've had uh, three Teslas done. One, my new Model X, I just got on Thursday, and it's at the shop right now, getting the Expel Stealth. Awesome. Well, how would you explain Stealth versus the regular Expel? What's the difference? Um, well, the Stealth is more of a matte paint protection film. So, let's say your car comes in. Uh, a glossy paint. So what the Expel Stealth does is whatever the color of your paint is, that Stealth film will make it into a matte version or a satin finish right? Mm-hmm. Uh, versus Whereas the clear one. The regular Expel, if it's done properly, you can hardly tell that there's oh, hardly, a... Hardly, hardly, right. yeah. Now, I, I know that you have this special cutting machine that has yeah. all the templates. Do you have the yep. same, Brooke? I would yep. assume it's probably a GraphTech or, or something yes. like that. Yeah, so yeah. we're all... We're so why don't you tell us about the advantage of that versus these people that talk about how they do freeform... We do a bit of a hybrid. We Obviously, we can offer a full pre-cut pattern if that's what somebody's looking for. We generally do a bit of a hybrid of free cutting and pattern to tuck and hide as much as possible for invisible look. So we really aren't where a bumper meets a fender. Mm-hmm. We're not leaving a line. We're actually tucking it into that gap. Mm-hmm. Um, so it is, I like to call it a bit of a hybrid, but nowadays I find that the biggest benefit for, for having the plotter is the owner. I mean, you're, you're compiling much more panels into a smaller piece of film versus complete bulking. Absolutely. Right? So, yeah. so again, we're probably a little bit ahead of ourselves for some of the people that are new with paint protection film and whatnot. So the whole idea is obviously you can get the gist that it protects the paint, but it protects it against discoloration. Uh, I'm, I, I'm assuming UV the, rays mm-hmm. and yeah, also yeah. some protection against uh, nicks and minor nicks and stone yep. uh, impacts and things like that. But it also has some self-healing qualities, oh, yeah. correct? Yeah, definitely. Yes. Is that new? Well, it's actually been around for a while. Um, so the self-healing, I would say, in terms of uh, the development in the technology, it started in the early 2010. So that's where it's pretty much uh, the previous decades when I saw that uh, tremendous improvement. Because before, even if you had a scratch on the film, that's about it. Like, there's something okay. else you can do, right? right. So. Uh, so to explain self-healing, like I, I know what it means. It means that if a rock hits it to its degree, it will incorrect. flatten. Incorrect, so yeah. <laughs> rock impacts, and this is, I'm sure you clarify as well, is is kind of the common misconception. A physical impact or or something that, that mars the film heavily will not heal. Okay. It's light to medium scratches. Mm-hmm. Um, it holds up to some some pretty good stuff. Like a little, a little light darb ding sort of thing? Or well, it, it just depends on the impact, right? Yeah. So if, if you have uh, some scratches on the film, for sure, Sure, like you just need a heat source or a heat okay, source like cool. a heat gun, a hair dryer, or just place it under the sun, and over time, and that scratch is going to disappear. But mm-hmm. then again, it just depends on how deep that scratch is because right. the film can only uh, take so much. Well, I think the main thing to remember we've all, you know, we call our tests or our babies, right? So if you get a bit of a scratch on the hood or a scratch on the door, and you want it repaired, either you do a horrible touch-up job with touch-up paint yourself, <laughs> or you got to send it somewhere and get the panel redone, whereas all you'd have to do in this case is get the PPF piece taken off and, and put it back it, on. Oh, yeah, exactly, that's right? And then actually, uh, thanks for bringing that up, John, because uh, one of the things that actually some of our clients or even our prospective uh, customers come into the shop is that, oh, um, why bother putting PPF and pay this money? Because like, why not, you know, I'd rather have the dings and then get it repainted, right? But 
Um, the problem later is that when you actually repaint a car, it's not always uh, color match guaranteed mm. in terms of the body <laughs> shop, right? And then let's say sometime down the road, you want to sell the car and let's say that the repainted area was a bit off. So whoever the potential buyer for that car, they may say, oh, maybe this car wasn't an accident, right? right? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. even though like there was, you know, there was no uh, dents or actual damages, but just uh, repainted, but some people might have that uh, hesitation in purchasing that car just because there, there is that uh, difference, right? So at least by having a film on and uh, in, in terms of the cost, it's, it's almost uh, to a cost of a repaint, but the biggest benefit is that uh, for a majority of uh, road wear, the film can actually take the hit for mm. most of the time. And if you want to replace it, you just have to peel it off and put a new one on. Mm. Right. Does this right. same type of protection exist for windshields? Yep, there is a product. I don't know if, if you guys are, are... No, we're not. Yeah. yeah. So what we started um, using ExoShield a couple years ago. They, they landed a prototype with us, and, and we were using it. It is not easy and not okay. fun to work with. I do have it on my cart, and I'll be honest. Um, I did kind of shy away from it because of its... It's it's so hard to work with. Okay. But it, it saved my windshield. Like, it from... from mm -hmm. For sure. And what just, just so is it hydrophobic what, as well? No. Okay. No, and not hydrophobic. What would the rough price be for an average windshield? Average windshield, we price them out around $500. And, okay. it, and it depends on complexity, size, yeah. all kinds of things. But I'd say a starting point is $500. Um, and it's not for everybody, but it definitely no. <laughs> it definitely works. So it's like a screen protector for your windshield? More or less. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So let's also just remind everybody that, um, especially as sponsors of Tesla Owners Club of Ontario, and you've both been sponsors, I think, for roughly two years now, yeah. I think, yeah, right? Two, two years. Yeah, yeah, um, two, and, and they've renewed after a year, which meant they must see some value as uh, our members using you and, and whatnot. And we're both we're very happy with you as sponsors. So we're glad that this is probably overdue that we've done something like this with you. But um, basically what it boils down to is they are going to treat uh, Tesla Owners and, and Owners Club uh, members maybe a little bit different than just somebody walking in off the street. So I would say if you're a member, go to our website and go look in the member zone and you'll learn more about it and if you're calling for a quote just make sure that you uh, make sure they know where mm -hmm. the, where the yeah, uh, interest came from so mm -hmm. tell us a little bit about what you do normally like for example my car when it went, when it went yeah. into the shop it already was supposedly detailed by Tesla well, and it, it what had, do you do to the, that well, vehicle well it had 15 kilometers when it came in right, right. so we still we still did the whole the whole process from the washing the clay bar work just so tell us but the average yeah, what's the clay bar step? yeah so Okay, so we'll, we first hand wash the car uh, just to remove any uh, dirt. And then the clay bar is this special clay that you actually uh, rub on the paint surface and it removes embedded contaminants in the clear coat. Uh, so these are like fine dirt that you don't see with the naked eye, but uh, when you actually put the clay over it. And it they become actually, more and more common when it's on a transport or on a train or things like yeah, that. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Cool. And then once that process is done, um, even though the car is new, we still do a bit of a light polish just to make sure that uh, any minor swirl marks or any minor imperfections are removed. And you use a certain polish for that? Something yes, that yes, we do. And then, and then, because we want to make sure that the paint surface is very smooth and very clean to begin with, right? And that's how you get a very good install, right? So, um, usually prep work time for newer-ish vehicles, maybe about an hour and a half, two hours, give or take. Mm -hmm. um, but, uh, like, in order for, uh, for a good installation on your wrap, whether if, it's, if you're getting final or PPF, it's really on the prep work is mm -hmm. what right. matters right so and that's longevity in the end too. yeah that and then another everyone. thing is that um obviously if you get the service done sooner uh the better because sometimes let's say uh like i've i've seen cars where 
uh, that comes into our shop and it's about 12,000 on the odometer already, right? So yeah. there are some wear and tear. <laughs> a lot of work to do. Yeah, there are some it. wear yeah. and tear. And because the car is dirty, <clears throat> as much as you try to clean everything, like even in the nook and cranny, sometimes there could be that little speck of dust that'll uh, go in the paint. So when, uh, so when you layer over the film, you'll have a little speck of dust here and there, right? So when it comes to cars that has more mileage on it, it's harder to have a very, very clean install, right? Darn so it. yeah, even for the most... <laughs> Yeah. Um, even for a lot of the reputable shops, like you may have that little dust uh, here or there, but that's because as much as you try to clean everything, it, it still comes in. It mm -hmm. still comes in, right? And at the end of the day, you're putting an aftermarket product on the car. I got 15,000 kilometers on my car already, so. Wow. You got to get it done. I got to get it done. <laughs> better, Brooks, right? would you add anything different to that? No, yeah. I, I mean, that was pretty much everything. I mean, it, it's making sure the paint is 100% clean. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't have any contaminants and, yeah. and it has to be ideally as new as possible. Yeah, as new as possible. Because wow, like, okay. when, if it's if it's used and been driven, it's just a, a lot harder, right? Even as there much as you touch think. touch-ups required. Yeah. Is it more expensive if you have damage? <laughs> well, if it's it, it, old and it does need yeah. a fair bit of polishing, yeah, there's going to be an added cost. Yeah. Generally, I mean, we're not getting cars with generally but it does happen 30 40 thousand yeah. i mean you're usually mm -hmm. getting them pretty new okay. nowadays right yeah. so yeah. Yeah. we're not adding a cost but yeah you have well, to have and the other thing is you're talking about swirls and you know orange peel or whatever it's not just teslas you get any type of no, car, every, car the paint it doesn't come from the tesla. factory yeah, 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 absolutely yeah. pristine yeah. perfect it's i don't think we've seen one car come from a dealer that's coming to the shop that we said this is okay, perfect. Good. And Christine. I'm talking Lamborghini, Porsche, Porsche Ferrari, yeah. Oh, everything. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Germans do tend to be the best. For guys like me who are, let's say, not wealthy. Okay, I'm not. But I, uh, I really love my car. On average, what would it cost me to take it to one of your shops, PPF, um, because I want to protect the front you know, give me an average price of what it's going to cost okay. me to take it there. Um, okay, well, there, there are different types of uh, coverages, right? So uh, what I do personally is that uh, first I'll ask uh, as to what your budget is. So at least I'll uh, work with that budget rather than... At least than, $3. Uh, rather than push for everything. <laughs> yeah, <know>? exactly. <laughs> um, uh, so, so a lot of times, like uh, the, the more affordable ones are like a partial, uh, partial front end packages mm -hmm. where uh, you can get, like, let's say, a 24-inch uh, hood fender strip uh, front bumper uh, sort of thing and uh, in terms of average wise I've been seeing between 800 to a thousand dollars for that as well too and, and the mirrors would be on top of that and some yeah. no, mirrors are usually included included, yeah. um, included there and a lot of the time for the more budget-oriented clients or that it's more geared for that and then for the full front-end packages like in the industry I've been uh, hearing between sixteen uh, to two thousand dollars, but with eighteen hundred being the average uh, uh, retail price, and the difference is the actual full uh, full front end coverage. And what I mean by that is like the entire hood and fenders are covered rather than a partial. Because uh, sometimes when it comes to partial, it's a deal breaker when owners uh, see that line yeah. uh, mm -hmm. on the hood, right? But um, uh, lately now, though, in terms of the improvement in the film, it's not as noticeable until you actually look close to it, right? So. Well, I remember my first Model 3, mm -hmm. I did the, the full front end. And uh, I think at the time you did the mirror caps, you did a, something, a little piece over the where the uh, uh, trunk opens up 
to protect yeah, the, the dragging strip. luggage in yeah, over yeah, there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then quite often we recommend the uh, main screen. You can either do that and in regular PPF yes. or matte, yeah. and then it helps with fingerprints. Oh, yeah. And the console, especially in a yeah, Model yeah, 3. Model 3, the Model yeah, 3 black console is yeah. just the a... The piano block? Yeah. Oh, oh, they scratch easily. They scratch And, and fingerprint magnet. So we normally put, I think, matte is a good yeah, idea. Yeah, the matte is a good one. Yeah. yeah. And especially on the screen as well, too. And even on my personal Model 3, I put a matte one because it reduces the actual glare. Glare. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for safety. And have you ever had any problems with people that do, like I saw a car in your shop the other day and it was like a total blackout on the side windows, which I think is technically illegal. <laughs> so do you have any obligation as to, you know, how much say they are allowed to tint or they want to tint and, and, um, what, and here, the law? Well, here in Ontario, uh, in terms of the actual tint laws uh, compared to other provinces or even some states in the U.S., here in Ontario, there's no actual fixed number. Uh, so now it's subjective in a sense. It, it's really up to the police officer. You're supposed right? to be able so to that's, see. That's, yeah. That seems like that's a smart thing to yeah, do. Yeah, so right. as long as, long, know, as, long as the cop sees it, you're good. That's it, right? Josh but is now, uh, But now some cops there. can see better than other cops, right? So. Yeah. <laughs> but it's basically if they can't see that there's somebody behind the glass or if they're male or female or whatever. That, that's what we tell yeah. customers. We'll, we'll do generally what's requested, but mm -hmm. we let them know that any offer is going gonna, is gonna to be looking for gender, race, to see your hands on the wheel. Yeah. They yeah. want to get a sense of who's in right. the car yeah i mean right. the back half of the car you can do whatever you want you can, you can do as uh, yeah, yeah. yeah right absolutely what's yeah. a, what's a, okay so then what's an average like just tint? i want to tint my model three this summer yeah what's an average tint for model three uh, so at our shop we charge 550 with a yeah, we're that same actually yeah, yeah. so a solid piece back and this back was class. not organized ahead of time no no, no it wasn't there, there, so there's no, there's no actually, actually, they're not yeah. including we yeah. line we're, up we're actually the same yeah we're actually the same yeah so right well let's talk about prices for a second stay here for a second because i'm the type of guy that has learned the hard way that you get what you pay for. Mm -hmm. And I will tr tr be cheap and I have been in my past. I've changed since then. So what is the, like, you get what you pay for in this industry, right? You guys are giving me an average cost and that's average as a good cost. But what should we stay, what should people stay away from? I think the biggest misconception and, and the biggest problem that we have when we're quoting and, and comparing everything People say, well, I can get it for 1400 down oh, the yeah. street. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. not comparing apples to apples. Mm -hmm. You're Absolutely. comparing apples and bananas. You're getting that literal pre-cut, no tuck. That's, you know, that could mm -hmm. be the case. There's a big difference in somebody, I think, with our experience and at our price Absolutely, point yeah. and what we're offering mm -hmm. versus... $1,200. So it's workmanship. For sure workmanship. Right? Yeah. yeah, workmanship, your skill set as well too, but service. also your service. Yeah. Also, um, uh, we have our own indirect costs as well because in certain cities, some cities are a bit more expensive to operate than other cities as well. Right. So Especially there, in Toronto. Could, yeah, right? so there could yeah. be that difference as well too. Uh, so every shop is different. Well, and I think a lot of it is, I mean, we really haven't heard any bad things uh, from either one of your shops, but I've heard, you know, you look on Facebook, Josh, you've probably seen some of these. There's shops that we know that are quite often cheaper, and then we hear nothing but problems yeah. you know, yeah, people yeah, can't get a hold yeah, of them yeah. and they don't get back to them when there's a problem and it's all about customer service before during and after yeah. the installation and i think right. a lot of the reputable shops with good reviews that have been around a long time there's a reason for that and if there is an issue or warranty you're dealing with it right you're yeah. not you're not mm -hmm. avoiding emails or phone calls you're dealing with it yeah and, absolutely and, like and then you know nobody's perfect like yeah. we've made our own mistakes as yeah. well too where we've had some issues with our own but we rectified them right it's, it's just a matter of how you resolve things if there's a uh, concern right yeah. so, and, and you're almost prioritizing yeah, that customer exactly. before new ones yeah. to, to resolve it right okay so then we, we talked about price so we've only talked about partial so how about a model three uh full expel uh, on the whole vehicle. I'll what let sort you of answer first and we'll full see if we're close. Is this full PPF? <laughs> full PPF. Yeah. Not yeah. Just Is that what you're getting? 
I'm, I'm, yes, and mine's a Model X. But again, so we only talked about the partial or the uh, full frontal. So what about entire vehicle? Usually on, for, for reputable shops, it's about 6000 is the uh, going rate for those cars. And is the Stealth more than the regular PPF? Uh, a little Clear? bit. Yeah, a little, a little bit. Yeah, a little because bit more. material cost is a bit more? A, a little and bit more. a little bit more, more of a yeah, challenge a to, more, to install, yeah. maybe? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And we're, we're right around the same mark, a little bit less. We're around the 55 for Model 3, okay. so we're a little bit less. There's a lot of confusion over paint treatment versus PPF. Yes, absolutely. There's some people, yeah. like I had a, my, my signature was already had the very, this, this, the front hood partially done, but I had it f- fully detailed. And I think back in the day, what was that original, uh, uh, not before ceramic, there's a couple of others, um, yeah, C quartz and um, Black, oh, okay. it was C yeah, quartz, yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so, you know, they Obstacles, did a full detail, yeah. uh, the clay bar, everything else, and then they put that on. And it def- definitely makes it pop, Josh. Mm-hmm. So you just, mm-hmm. it looks like it's been polished and waxed almost all the time. Very easy to clean. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some people think that's good enough. But really, that's just cosmetic, correct? Mm-hmm. And, and to, you, a cer- to a certain extent, yeah. Actually, Brooks, I think you wanted to answer first on this for one. Me, so <laughs> I think the biggest thing with ceramic coatings, we had a lot of customers calling in asking, you know, is it scratch resistant? I generally tell them no. And I generally do a little bit of back back research with them and find out, you know, if it's a kind of customer that gets their car detailed, it's really not a good use of money from what I find. If they're paying somebody to get the car detailed from what I, from my experience, if you're paying to have a ceramic coating done, you're somebody that looks after your car yourself. Mm -hmm. You Mm want to make it a little bit easier for yourself. Um, generally that's, that's, uh, my experience with it yeah, yeah, um, yeah but we do get a lot of people calling saying that it does resist scratches and i generally tell them no they don't say that online too to, and they're straight up liars yeah I, do you I, guys I offer these to. services yeah we do oh you do yeah we do yeah. uh i understand because i know we're doing it on mine that you can do that on top of the ppf yes you can and oh. again the same advantage it just makes it easier to clean and yep hydrophobic yep mm-hmm. yeah. yeah absolutely oh, do your shops have chargers by the way uh, ours do. Yeah. do not yet. Oh, no. we're, we're actually, no, 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 uh, well, actually, we've been a, a destination charging partner with Tesla since January of 2016. Now, how funny, now how I got this partnership was actually through a drunken uh, Christmas weekend. So. <laughs> uh, but that's, I, that's another story I could tell <laughs> <for> another time. <laughs> but if a Tesla comes to you guys, um, do you have a 220 volt that we yeah, can plug? We oh, do so you plug do have in, that. So yeah, it, yeah. it's just not as quick, but we do, any Tesla comes in, I'm sure like most shops now, the charge is maintained or, or topped yeah. up. All and it's fair to say you both worked on hundreds of Teslas. Yeah. yeah, sometimes a year yeah. more than others. I know when the big Model Three push and the oh, the rebate yeah, was going absolutely. away, and yeah. the Y is going to make you guys rich. Yeah, yeah. but the blackouts gone. No more Blackout. blackouts on the Ys. What do you mean? From what I understand, they're offering exactly. The no oh, more. You're, chom- chom- you're talking no about on delete. the Chrome Delete, chrome delete. Yeah. which yeah. I'm yeah. doing like because it's coming. It's coming factory Chrome Delete on the Y. wants Chrome. Makes our jobs easier. I don't like doing them, but they're a good. Is Chrome Delete not the easiest thing to do though? Well, think about all those little. It's a tiny strip. Actually, depends on. Well, in terms of the ease. Well, actually, it's easy. Easier. I wouldn't say it's easy, but it's easier if you actually remove the chrome trim. So that's what we actually oh, do. Oh, that yeah, and yeah. the mirror taking, we don't yeah. take it fully apart, but oh, removing we, the cap and yeah. taking the... We actually the take it fully apart. Here's like why I'm confused. Chrome. Here's, yeah. why, here's yeah, yeah, why I'm yeah, saying yeah. what I said. Because I go on these YouTube channels of these guys selling them in a package. Mm-hmm. These chrome deletes for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forget the name of the websites. What's the danger? I mean, they're selling 3M blackout and it, he makes it look so easy. We've seen, uh, I'm sure you have as it's well. Garbage, We've seen though, right? a lot of guys come in that have bought stuff off eBay. They bought it off the internet and gen- I think I've seen one kit in my time that mm. actually fit really well. Okay. That's all fine, but then you have the install. You have somebody that's also never done anything patience. Like oh, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And yeah. If, you, if you muck it up, you're out. You have yeah, to buy another done. one. Yeah, so you might as well buy something that we offer a one-year warranty on vinyl mm-hmm. work. 
that if something happens, you can bring it back. If you ding it, you can bring it back. It's a pretty quick repair and you know, it's done professionally. Things were taken apart professionally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah. And warranty. Yeah. There are stuff you can buy off eBay that are, that are okay, but when you guys chrome delete, you actually take the chrome off. Do you powder coat it? No, no, it's just a vinyl wrap. You just final, you take it off vinyl wrap the thing, put it back on. Yeah. So, okay. Let's segue into wraps. Now, something that's probably more lucrative for you guys, or is it? Or is PPF no, more lucrative? Uh, no, PPF is definitely more lucrative. 100%. So, okay, what's the difference between a wrap and a PPF then? Uh, there's, okay. there's a lot uh, of Brooks yeah. No, no, Brooks and go first. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a yeah. lot of differences yeah. in the way that they're done, the materials that are used, the yeah. process is completely Well, let, let's just bring some clarity again. Remember, this is the uh, audio, not visual. So, PPF we talked about is paint protection film. A wrap is when someone normally wants to change the color of their and car. And it's made out of vinyl. Yeah, right. Oh, yeah. Right. it's always vinyl. You it's, can't get, a, you can't get this other version in wrap it's a lot thinner in material correct yes, absolutely correct. yes vinyl is a lot thinner um the way it's installed is a lot different as well yeah. it's more uh well is it vinyl is dry it's, it's just dry different and, yeah. it's just it's different, just different. I, I wouldn't yeah. say it's easier harder um depending on your background but yeah. it is a completely different so it's approach. an adhesive it's actually got yeah, an adhesive on it whereas the film oh. you put on and it's used with water and then you yeah you have to use a right. slip solution oh, yeah. Yeah, okay yeah, okay yeah, okay yeah. okay still so, self-adhesive but slip solution our wraps and let's say i want to get this is my dream for my model three okay i want to get it uh, satin black, like Knight Rider, yeah, with the little. What color is your car now? I forgot. White. Cheapest one. <laughs> you, you know, if you look outside, I have a matte white outside. Okay, I'm gonna go take a look. <laughs> but here's my dream. My car is called Kit. Mine's Kit, right? Okay, Knight okay, Rider. Okay, I love okay, Knight Rider okay. growing up. Yeah, yeah. I want to do the, the the little thing in the front, and eventually, apparently, Tesla's gonna be talking soon. That's what I've heard. That, yeah, that is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. and that's based on yeah. Kit. So, yeah. what I want to do in my dream is to have like a Batman black, right? So you're gonna like you're matting it out and my rims are sweet, everything's matted. Um, if I put that on the white car, right, and in five years I'm done with it, when I pull that off, does it damage the paint well, underneath? Well, actually, so what what I found out as well, too, you can actually double stack uh, PPF, but you can also double stack vinyl. So mm -hmm. what you oh. can do is, like, let's say you do a color change. So let's say you want a satin black, then you can put a PPF over that, right? Uh, yeah. But but it does cost more, right? Of course it does. Or, it's triple the yeah. cost, right? You can even double stack the vinyl itself. Yeah. So I had a just for more personal protection. car. Yeah, it was just, I had a, I have a, a white car. We, we did it in a darker color, and I noticed the chipping happening, obviously, with a, with a uh, thinner vinyl. Mm -hmm. We put another layer on top, and it smooths that those it, chips out. The only thing is that the there's chips? no self-healing. No, no yeah, yeah, exactly. there's no such thing no as a wrap that has self-healing. Yeah. Mm, for vinyl, vinyl, yeah, for vinyl. Oh, okay. color change wrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm interested yeah, in this, yeah, and I think yeah. a lot of people are because Tesla's come in great colors, but um, they don't come. No, in they like, don't. You're right. Five colors. I'll be the first one to say. So I mean, back in the day, we had a green, and we had a brown, and we had a silver. They even get rid of silver. Five colors. I'm not down. But here's what I'm thinking. You know, these you get a lot of people in the Facebook groups are posting. Hey, here's my pink, and it's ugly. But you're like, I'm just saying, yeah, I, I, and you're own. right. And yeah. so my, I'm going to segue that into like, so I want to get a wrap. And so wrap and PPF, are they way, is wrapping way more expensive? And does it protect PPF your paint? PPF is more expensive. Yes. Than a wrap. Way more. Because way of the more. material, yes. the thickness. Yeah, the material, yeah. the thickness. So why yeah. not just wrap your car, and then five years, wrap it again? If it's in your budget. Yeah. But PP, PPF okay, but give us longer. an idea. What's what's a color change wrap? Because yeah, by the way, Brooks Lorenzo does doesn't yeah, yeah. do uh, no, don't color do change that. wraps, but no. Brooks does. On a, say a Model Three, or or even most Teslas are actually very similar because of their shape and their size, roughly maybe except for the Model X. You're usually in the forty five hundred, four thousand, depending on what you're so doing. So you're talking about roughly a fifteen hundred bucks cheaper for a color change yeah. wrap than the full and PPI. It, it all I'm varies surprised. on what 
finish you want. Most yeah. satin glosses, mattes are all going to be in the same price range. Mm-hmm. If you want a color flip or uh, something Those are the ones that are like change colors oh, yeah, in the, like yeah. the yeah. translucent. Oh, no. For us, we yeah. put a one-year warranty on all our vinyl. Oh, what one brand year. do you sell, Brooks? We, we offer 3M, Avery primarily. We do um, dabble. If, if there's a specific color, mm. we'll, we'll bring mm. it in. But Avery and 3M are the ones that we stock. Mm-hmm. Um, and it comes back to treatment. If you don't look after a wrap, if you're taking it through a car wash... You can't take a wrap through a car wash. I, you can. I tell customers, we live in Canada. I mean, washing your, your car in the winter is, is almost impossible. So we, I don't recommend it. Okay. And I always tell a customer it's not recommended to take it through a car wash. But it, you can it, still do ceramic and whatnot on top of a wrap? Yeah, you yeah, can. You, you can, can really. Yeah. Yeah. That's way can you get out. tinted PPF? Can you get, t- yeah, you can, yeah. Like, for so if I want to go white to gray, you can't go white to black. For impossible. full car, no, but Expel does offer a gloss black PPF. Um, so that's an option, okay. but it isn't cheap. It's, it, not, gonna, it's not always available. Yeah. What did you do on your headlights? <laughs> Is this an experiment? I don't want to We're going to edit I, this out. I'm not saying anything on the record. <laughs> sorry, <laughs> Josh, make a note of that time. Right <laughs> right right okay, so the, the other thing I want to ask you then, just to deviate a little bit from yeah, yeah. PPF and the Tesla world, uh, so, still related, what's some of the coolest cars you worked on? I know you've done Other than cool Tesla, other recently. than Tesla. Yeah. Well, the one that we did uh, for uh, in 2019, it was May 2019, it was a McLaren Senna. So there was only 10 of those in, in Canada. And we'll so see we what's the MSRP on. in that baby. Well, yeah. what does that cost? it started at, in US, I think it was 900 or 1.2 yeah. million US. Who? Why? And then, Why? and then, well, one thing, there's only 500 of those cars in the world. And the last car, uh, number 500, was auctioned in the UK for 2 million pounds, which yeah. is about. It's a depreciating uh, asset. At that and, point, and, and, is it exactly. Expel, I don't think that one's a depreciating <laughs> asset. But Expel actually makes the, the uh, kit to they do all the, the, the yeah. cutting and everything? They actually did. And it had about a hundred, over about 120 something. Uh, uh, pieces? pieces on and how many would a model three have uh half of it yeah half that yeah. yeah wow what's okay what's the coolest car you guys have ever done do you guys know instagrams by the way you instagram yeah, yeah, yeah. okay yeah, sweet we're, but we're not as active <laughs> on that social media as, I, we try to be but it, it, it's, <laughs> hard. it's hard yeah, yeah it's, it's, and running difficult. it's hard yeah. yeah um we've done everything from mc12s we've done eight or nine LaFerraris. so we've yeah, had yeah. her any blue jays come in and get this not that i remember no i love blue jays hockey players blue you must have some celebrities and stuff we've we've done some stuff but it's never direct it's it's always through yeah, exactly. So you never know who really owns it. Yeah. <laughs> you hear a rumor, exactly. you don't know if it's yeah. true, okay. but uh, that's yeah. cool. What? Okay, I want to get back to PPF and wraps. Yeah, yeah. Pros and cons of a wrap. Give me the pros and cons. Pros, obviously, you can change a color. You you can achieve colors that that can't be painted necessarily or are really expensive to paint. Um, but Brooks, let me just ask you though: yep. Is there different levels? Because you can, you got to decide whether you're going to do inside the door jams 100%. and all that kind of thing. We have right? a Model Three in the shop, or actually, it's coming to the shop um, tomorrow. He's determining that. He's got a red Model Three. He wants it to be that Nardo gray. And mm, I told love him, that. obviously, oh, yeah, it, yeah. it jumps the price yeah. if we're doing the door jams and we're we're going full. In other words, you're making it so you can hardly tell that it was red. Yeah. That when you it's a creamy door. gray, right? It's creamy gray. Uh, yeah, is that what it was? like glossy gray. It's, yeah. it's I think yeah, Audi yeah, made it yeah. pretty popular. Yeah, I know two you're years talking ago. about. What would the difference color. be if they didn't do the door jams and whatnot versus if they did? In terms of price, yes. I mean, you, depending on the car and the Model Three, we're adding about fifteen hundred to do the door oh, jams. And yeah. you don't really see that unless you open the door. Yeah, but it depends if if you have a red Model Three and you yeah. want to go yellow. It's pretty. You'll it's for contrast. sure see that. Yeah. Oh, okay. And it and it's. You, you may not see anything from the outside, but when you open the door, it's a smack in the face. Yeah. Cons, I would just say the longevity. If, if you're really not willing to maintain it, it may not be the best option. If we've seen uh, wraps neglected, they're left outside, 365, not mm-hmm. washed properly. Mm-hmm. 
they can age quick if you don't if you really don't mm -hmm. maintain it. PPF is a little bit more durable, a little bit more resilient. Um, so still like needs we, to be maintained though. Oh, 100%, oh absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. Like we said before, if you had a black Tesla and you wanted that black look, you could do stealth. So you kind of get the best of both worlds. So I would say the maintenance is is possibly the biggest con. Now, one thing when it comes to cons is that obviously if it's not worth getting the PPF if you're not going to keep your car for a exactly. while. So yeah. I've had well. I've had you know clients where they said that <laughs> I had a, my mom John, and three John I had, had one for about three four weeks. months and, <laughs> and the other one that I did oh, I hate, I'm embarrassed to say this that I did the Expel I had for one year. Oh, it's but I had my my signature Model X for three and a half. So hopefully this Model X yeah, will be here so, in time. You keep this one. Well, here's the thing: it's it's a catch twenty two. So um, if you were to sell the car it, it, it will hold the resale value better uh, mm -hmm. it's hard to quantify that but you're right i mean if you yeah. got a couple of uh dings and, and nicks and whatnot it's they're we'll going to see that and, and that doesn't take long <clears throat> in any make and model mm -hmm. first week things happen yeah, yeah, very yeah. quick yeah. yeah i want to touch on one quick thing i know we discussed this before is tes does tesla and i've heard this on the, on the facebook pages and throughout things does tesla have crappy paint I personally wouldn't say crappy. We, we've noticed, um, especially in the early Model 3s, that there was some defects. Mm -hmm. um, usually correctable with paint correction, stuff like that. There was a couple cases where it did have to get uh, resprayed certain panels. Lately, we've noticed um, it, it is better. Mm -hmm. um, so I wouldn't say the paint's crappy. I would say that... Um, there were some challenges in the early production. Yeah, uh, well, and uh, even now there's just little imperfections. Just wanted to, basically, well, they wanted to okay. save money to make the car better. That was one. That was probably a mm -hmm. not corner they had to cut, but one thing that they were like, look, we want to make everything else better, so we have to not give and this. And I think they're not selling you a perfectly painted uh, McLaren. They're selling you the Tesla technology, the Tesla yeah. lifestyle. Yeah. It, Absolutely. And they're selling yeah. to Californians. They don't care about yeah. it. Well, well, the other thing is that, it, okay, well, obviously with Tesla paint, it's not the worst, it's not the best, right? Mm, but okay. they're, they're, they could use some improvement for sure. Here's a question. You guys are, you work in this industry and a bunch of guys work for you. If you, like, let's say I took a job with you guys and I'm good at it. Can mm. I just wrap my car whenever I want? As an employee? Do you wrap your car? Oh, yeah. Like all, you just change it all the time? Uh, color, so my, my daily, no, it's PPF. Yeah. Um, but my, my weekend summer track car, yeah, it's wrapped. We change the color. We do funky stuff want. on it. Yeah, we do stuff I'm, all the like, time. What do you guys drive? I drive a, a Porsche Macan GTS and I have a um, Subaru oh, nice STR. Car. Jeez, yeah. what do you have? I have Subaru a Model 3. You have a Model 3? Yeah. Performance. That's the white? You got the white yeah. whiteout on it or whatever it's called? Well, it's a, it's, it's a yeah, the Expel stuff. I'm going to go look. Stormtroopers. What do you guys think we miss? Anything? I think we pretty much yeah, covered for yeah. majority. Well, uh, well, uh, for okay, for any uh, owners who's <laughs> actually looking and uh, to get all these services done, my best advice as well too. Yeah, you could approach us as, as we are the sponsors for the club, but also, uh, you know, always do uh, your due diligence. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. Shop around. Yep. Um, get quotes. Uh, get quotes. Multiple quotes. Yeah. Um, ask uh, questions to the installers because sometimes. Uh, I've seen in the industry, and I know Brooks can attest to this, is that there's a lot of installers out there where as much as you know, they say uh, everything that you want to hear, but it's not always... Uh, mm. It, but in terms of the end result, it's not what you expect. Well, it should be how long have they been in business? Do they yeah, work a lot on exactly, Teslas? Yeah. You know, these kind of things. Well, we tell customers too, certification is an added bonus to a absolutely, shop, but absolutely. it is by far not everything. If mm -hmm. somebody is certified, especially by some some manufacturers, I mean, they've done a hood and fender kit to gain that certification. Yeah, so it so doesn't necessarily mean you have a ton of experience. Do the research, find out how long they've yeah. been installing. Read the reviews. Yeah, read, yeah, the, read, reviews. The, read the reviews. But guys, is there a difference between certified as an installer, an individual installer versus as a shop? So in other words, if someone was to left your employment, but he was certified and then went somewhere else, and but that shop is not certified, is there 
Does that make sense? Well, I know with Expel, um, uh, with Expel is that. So even if you send employees to uh, San Antonio, they they can't take that um, that certification if mm-hmm. if they work elsewhere because the installer uh, number is is associated with your shop. Mm-hmm. Is it fair to ask your person who's installing PPF or wraps to say it, to ask, I mean, maybe this is it. Ask if the person who's installing your PPF is certified. Yeah, in yeah that, for sure. Absolutely. That's a good question. To yeah, ask. yeah, absolutely. And then for us, like we actually hang up our uh, certificates in our office so you mm-hmm. can actually yep. see at the end of the day, do your due diligence. Um, make sure you ask a lot of questions because at the end of the day, if you're going to spend a couple thousand dollars uh, investing into your car for protection, you want to make sure that you're getting the actual product, right? And then the other thing is also visit every of the shop. Mm-hmm. If you visit can the in- facility. You want to yeah, see that yeah. it looks clean. Yeah, and yeah. 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 Look, yeah. look how no people... dead bodies anywhere. That'll <laughs> tell how, you the most. Yeah, look how people uh, work, the, the environment. Like, is it clean? Are they organized? How they, they have a, yep. Yeah, how they greet Everything. you. Do they have a system in place, right? So what I'm hearing so, too, though, is you're saying that you go to San Antonio, uh, you get certified, uh, you know, your installer gets certified, so the shop isn't certified with your number, is certified, sorry. Uh But if someone was to leave your employment and went to more of a not as reputable shop, they could still say, oh, my installer is certified, yet... There the could be not. practices in the shop that isn't necessarily no, they can't, they the can't standards aren't very. They can't. They, they cannot. Can't, they can't transfer the okay. certification because it's, it's associated with your installer ID, right? Is okay. there a place online we can find? And I don't want to call out shady things, but is there a place where we should be like looking like, don't oh. go here. Well, here's the thing. Okay, so when it comes to online reviews, especially at this age and time, I've seen a lot of fake ones. I've seen, yeah, yeah I was gonna get there too. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of fake ones as well. So uh, just make sure when it comes to the feedback, just make sure you can actually read where some you can actually tell it's real because they actually yeah. spent the time mm-hmm. uh, writing, right? Because there are sometimes, you know, there are. Uh, com- competitors where maybe they're hating on others where you know what they'll mm-hmm. post a crappy review yeah. Yeah. on that page and yeah. I, I've seen it you know we've, we, it's happened to us where there's been competition doing that and that's and, so shady, and so shady. Abso- no absolutely so frustrating uh, the age of social media but like yeah. but like I said at the end of the day like this is a service based industry so talk to the actual installer or even on the owner in the business and and then see if there's good rapport between you two yeah. and then Both you, got, you know at the yeah. end of the day it's like who do you feel comfortable working with right yeah. So. Well, I can tell you in summary, we're pretty well done here, but you know, I'm the president of the owner's club and we have two very good sponsors here. We've had uh, good reports back from our members. So let's give yourself a little uh, uh, pitch at the end here. Just remind <laughs> us where you are and what your social media handles are and that type of thing. So Top Gear Apps, we're, we're located in Vaughn, 207 Edgeley Boulevard, Unit 25. Um, you can get us on Instagram at Top Gear Apps. Gear is G-E-E-R. Mm-hmm. And his um, name is Brooks DeGear. So. <laughs> Perfect. Play on words yeah, and avoid yeah, exactly. it from the show, right? So, uh, very catchy. Yeah. Uh, same on Facebook, uh, website, same, topgearwraps.ca. Um, all the info's there. Uh, email, everything is on there. You can contact us all that way. Perfect. Beauty. Yeah, well, for us with Inception Auto Detailing, uh, we're based in uh, Oakville at 345 Wycroft Road, unit number two. Uh, Inception Auto Detailing is our Instagram handle. Uh, same thing uh, with Facebook as well, but you can also type inceptionautodetailing.com. Or if you happen to be driving and you need a charge, just uh, check in your charging uh, directory because we are one of the destination par- chargers, uh, uh, charging partners with Tesla. And they're so, literally two minutes from the Tesla shop. 700 so. meters, as yeah. you said, less than the water. Shop. So yeah. I, I work on Spears. You're close to me. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. We'll drop by right sometime. Maybe <laughs> okay. Laugh. Well, listen. Thanks very much. Uh, and I would say, you know, this this uh, podcast is going to be out in all the different platforms, but we especially email it to our members, and it'll be uh, available through Facebook. So if you have any particular questions that you want to direct to us, to have us then to direct to Lorenzo mm-hmm. or Brooks, please do that. Go for it. We uh, we'd be happy to answer. Thanks very much, guys. Thank you. Appreciate Thank it. You. Thanks for having us. So that was amazing. Actually, I learned a lot. Those guys were really cool. They didn't fight to the death, which is cool because they are in competition. Well, actually, what we found is uh, there was really very little trepidation about did they want to come on this. But I think behind the scenes, they didn't admit it to, it to us. You know, how often do you have somebody in the same room that does the exact same thing uh, as you do, only that lives 50 kilometers away? Hmm. Uh, but they felt that they, are, they align really well in their values and their business ethics and whatnot. And uh, we were very pleased with that interview. So Which again, is why they're your sponsors too, right? Yes, where you're only going to have sponsors yeah. that are like We're very, we're very uh, happy with them as sponsors and, and what they can offer our members and people out there. So again, as we said, uh, please uh, email us or uh, contact us if you have any other questions that we want to ask. And remember... We didn't, they didn't pay to be on here. We didn't, we're not getting any kickbacks from this interview. We actually are literally saying we want to bring the best of the best on because we want you guys to be knowledgeable of the best. These guys had some really great tips. Again, go to the shop before you sign anything. Look at the cleanliness. Meet, use your gut. You know, you go to a place that's shady, you're going to feel that. Right. Just be careful. You do get what you pay for. One thing I don't want to dwell on, but we talked about this, uh, you know, as, as social media is growing and Facebook and whatnot, there is a lot of unscrupulous, people while we're talking about auto detailing and and PPF, especially that may be way less in price. And one thing that drives me nuts is one of the moderators of the Facebook group is there's people, I'm going to just call this out right now that pose as though they're members and owners of Tesla's, but they really work at shops and they are talking about how this shop is awesome and you should go there, et cetera. Meanwhile, they work there. So that's very hard for us to police. If you notice it, please let us know. We'll take those posts down. And uh, I know at least one of our sponsors is on Facebook and does post but it's just for advice. He doesn't promote his uh, company. We do not allow promotion in the Facebook group. It's supposed to be more of a forum and help each other, that type of thing. But you're touching on something important because the, these guys will be on all the other public forums, all the other Tesla public yeah, it, forums Yes, too. anywhere you go. There's there's so many Model 3, Tesla owners worldwide, Tesla, uh, X owners club, etc. But uh, these two guys, we highly recommend them and we're glad that they uh, yeah. came out with us today. Is that it? That's it, man. Okay, well, that's been episode two of the Tesla Owners Club Ontario podcast. Uh, hopefully we can keep the listenership uh, increasing. And mm-hmm. like I said, we're trying to keep this interesting and different, but we are absolutely open to uh, input, mm-hmm. ideas, and uh, let's uh, move onward and upward. Yeah, make sure you subscribe to this podcast on every platform you're listening to because it'll be updated right to your phone. Make sure you can share it with people. Hey, you want to hear a cool podcast? Share it with them. Send it in a text. And you can listen it in your car and you see our cool graphics. That's right, it looks buddy. awesome. And leave Leon, a five-star uh, rating and a review. Not yes. just don't leave stuff... Yep. You can leave as many stars as you want, but leave a review that really helps us push us up to the yep. top and gets the gets us up there and people will listen to us more. Absolutely. We're really excited about it. Thanks for listening. Bye now.